Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio. The George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, he. Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, Senor. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Antormation Complex. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show. This April 20th. Yes, it's 420. And if you're an idiot, you'll make jokes about it all day long, you stoners. But you won't get that garbage around here. This is sophisticated entormation. It is Wednesday, April 20th, the year of our Lord, 2022. New you in 22. This morning, under the tutelage of honorary general managers Volodymyr Zelensky and the brave Ukrainian people, also Taylor Lorenz of the Washington Post, one of the worst, most evil, dishonest, vicious, anti-free speech Nazis walking the planet. I'll tell you about her and her act. Coming up. Better, better. I actually have no 
personal knowledge that she's a member of the National Socialist Party or associates with Nazis or neo-Nazis in any way, but she sure would have made a good one back in the 1930s in Germany. So we'll talk about her uh, and her particular brand of uh, non-journalism, anti-journalism. Yes, she works for the Washington Post, but her job is to troll around online, find things that seem objectionable, then seek out the powerless, normal, everyday people who have said something she and her uh, cohort don't approve of, and then ruin their lives. Her gig is to seek out normal people, viciously attack them, print their names, addresses, and everything in the Washington Post, and ruin their lives because they express a point of view she doesn't like. So more on that story to come. Hey, look, everybody. Oh, hey, everybody. It's Jack. Hey, do you know how long? Hanson knows. Mike Hanson knows. How long is our delay that we have? 20 seconds. I thought, man, that is long. So we did the first. How many years did first? How many years did we do live talk radio with zero delay? With phone calls. It was with, at least a decade, wasn't it? Yeah, at least 10 years. No delay whatsoever. And we took 30 calls a day. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And then and then was it the the nipple at the Super Bowl that led us to have a 20-second delay on the radio? Like, I'm going to show my nipple and nobody had been able to run into the studio and corral me before... Oh, God. God knows what would have happened then. <laughs> yeah, one of our uh, corporate partners, indeed, uh, uh, said, quote... You're not using a delay. They're like, no, nobody ever like got it going. But so we, we didn't care. So we went from zero delay to a twenty second delay. So somebody could just go on a long, <laughs> crazy. I mean, just like out of your mind, filthy. I'm um, Gilbert Gottfried doing the aristocrat joke, sort of. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> screed, and we still could capture it in a twenty second delay. That is correct, sir. <laughs> Well, okay, if I ever decide to do that, you blanken, blanken, blankety, blanker, blankers with your blanken, 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 blank. Michael could still hit the delay, and nobody would see Janet Jackson's nipples, so that'd be fantastic. Actually, well, th- thank God. Yes, Michael? We're only supposed to have like a seven-second delay, but I've gotten so old, they had to put it on 20 so I could creep over and get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've all been doing this for a while. Ah, uh, dirt. You know, my favorite aspect of that story is uh, the fact that, you know, once in a great while, somebody would drop an S-bomb, a caller, or something like that, or occasionally, like, very occasionally, something even stronger and nobody was ever affected in any way. Nobody drove off the road. No children decided to become drug-addicted prostitutes. Uh, you know, no countries were overthrown nor murders committed because somebody heard some moron drop an S-bomb on a radio show. And yet the world, particularly, you know, the yeah, the FCC and then in the corporate radio world is just it's so terrified of those things happening and it just doesn't matter. I'm not in favor of <laughs> no, it. No, but it is it is pretty funny because we ran the experiment. It was a slightly different time, but we ran the experiment for 10 years and no, you know, no old women set themselves on fire self-immolated because somebody said BS. <laughs> Well, and and if you're not part of the business, you might have uh, your memory might have glazed over. But it was literally Janet Jackson showing her nipple and or areola at the Super Bowl that caused all this paranoia about content everywhere in in all media, including making sure we had a 20 second delay in case somebody went long shoreman on the air, <laughs> lost their minds. 
Oh, my gosh. Just so ah, silly. Yeah, it's something, though. It is really, really interesting. Uh, I suppose we ought to start the show officially before we move on. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Wednesday, April 20th, the year 2022. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. I love this great country and our beloved people, but we are simultaneously the most puritanical and pornographic uh, place, you know, you can imagine. Just just crazy. Yes, and I'm aware that uh, Saudi Arabia is probably a little more puritanical, but I think you see my point. Anyway, let's begin the show officially now, according to the FCC regulations. Uh, so much to talk about. Here we go. No S-bombs, no F-bombs. Lord knows no C-bombs. Let's begin at Mark. Jeez. President Biden has told <laughs> former President Obama that he plans to run for re-election in 2024. Biden was like, I'll consider the long, silent stare your blessing. <laughs> become something isn't it i mean yes it's it's utterly ridiculous you got to start with when was the last time that was a question for a sitting president are you going to run for the second term mm-hmm. has that been a question um and uh <laughs> and that's gonna grow as soon as these midterm elections are on over in november the whole race both sides just as interesting because you got the whole trump thing uh, donald trump endorsed J.D. Vance for the Senate in Ohio, Mike Pompeo came out and endorsed a different person. I mean, so you've got all that stuff on the right that's going to be happening, and then obviously the left, you got the ancient president, and is he actually going to run? And if he doesn't, who? Not the vice president. And, you know, that's a pretty dang interesting story. Right, and I still, toward the end of the show yesterday, I made this offer, and it stands, I will offer any sum for a bet that Joe Biden doesn't run, you uh, you can have any odds you want. To you wow. shape the proposition any way you want. Wow. Russian oligarchs listening, I will bet you your yacht <laughs> against all of my uh, earthly goods. He, there's no freaking way that senile old man is running. He's not going to serve out his term. It's hilarious to even consider the possibility of him running. You can understand why he wouldn't say that, though. Oh, yes, absolutely, yeah, because of the whole weird lame duck thing. So if the guy who's hilariously unlikely to run, clearly senile, not going to finish his term, doesn't say it out loud, well, then he still has the awesome powers of the presidency. But if he states the incredibly obvious, no, I'm too old, better had a of care, then all of a sudden he's a lame duck. That's just dopey. It was within the last couple of months that, most of my favorite pundits were at 50 to 90% certainty that it would be Biden versus Trump again. I don't think, I'm with you, I don't think it's going to be either one of them as the yeah. as the candidate for their party. Yeah, folks, please jot that down, that uh, factoid, because Jack's quite right about that. I remember that. Uh, and, and, and use that little fact to, uh, to appraise pundits going forward, all right? They say all sorts of crap. <laughs> well, that's what you do. It's really the whole game. <laughs> well, we try to avoid crap around here. Things that are just so dopey. Joe Biden running in. Get, just stop wasting my time. Um, How does mailbag look? Oh, it's it's quite nice, really. Uh, wit, wisdom, etc. The conversation around how much to arm the Ukrainians seems to be growing in the United States and a lot of European countries, how much is too much? And a lot of it has to do with the thousand civilians that are in that steel plant in Mariupol 
videos came out yesterday of women and children in these tunnels and interview with a general, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, that he did with a Washington Post or a, a, a military leader. I don't know if he was a general. Uh, he's holed up there and said, I'm going to die here. I know I'm going to die here, and this is just what I've got to say. But, uh, you know, okay, the military guy is not going to surrender, going to die. That's its own kind of tragic. But all those, a thousand women, children, and old people in there. Wow. The deadline for getting out passed two hours ago. The Russians said you have to surrender by then or we're just going to wipe it out. Well, and there's a deadline of uh, food and water that those civilians sure. have in those tunnels under the steel plant, and it won't last forever. That's some heavy stuff. Anyway, we've got plenty to talk about today. I hope you can stay with us. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Anybody else's iPhone update? Mine did last night. I don't remember when the update came out, but I finally got the update and woke up to it. And of course, you know, various things that were perfectly fine before change. But um, my favorite is that it now has mask facial recognition. So that, that problem of you couldn't open your phone until you took your mask off. <laughs> They, they now it now works with the mask. Thank you, Apple. That would have been very handy a year ago, a year and a half ago. Not so handy now. I don't remember the last time I tried to open my phone with a mask on. Yeah, I'm annoyed by that announcement on several different levels. <laughs> we could probably dig into that for a while. Oh boy, here's your freedom loving quote of the day. This one sent along by Deb. I like it. Perhaps the slackers are on the wrong track. This is the anti-hustle culture, the anti-work culture that apparently is a thing online. I don't, I don't feel fulfilled by going to a job and doing things for a paycheck. I don't want to live my life that way. The fact that hustle culture is a pejorative is amazing. Yeah, I know. It's just astonishing. Anyway, this is a quote from Charles Kingsley, whoever that is. Uh, Being forced to work and forced to do your best will breed in you temperance and self-control, diligence and strength of will, cheerfulness and content, and a hundred virtues which the idle will never know. Hmm. I think there's a lot of truth to that. I've never had long periods of idleness, not since I was like 13. So I don't know. No, me neither. I'll get a chance to try it someday, but uh, yeah, I think motion is a habit. Uh, you know, object in motion tends to stay in motion, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, the one I was going to go with is actually kind of similar. Dale Carnegie, the great uh, motivational writer speaker, uh, inaction breeds doubt and fear. Action breeds confidence and courage. If you want to conquer fear, don't sit home and think about it. Go out and get busy. Mm. There you go, mailbag. Get Did busy you know? is the answer. <laughs> get busy. That's right. Oh yeah. Idiotic. Uh, you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, why don't we begin with, uh, yeah, okay, uh, Robert, who said, guys, you mentioned this clown yesterday, the guy on MSNBC who's gone off to quote-unquote fight in, in uh, uh, Ukraine. He is a Navy vet who was a clown then and is still a clown now on MSNBC. Okay. Now he's moved on to LARPing the war as he's 200 miles from any fighting. 
watch, and he sent along a video. Watch the people not in uh, in the foreground on camera. They're walking by as if nothing is happening. And this guy is on the on screen saying, oh, that's a missile. That's a cruise missile. There should be another one. They're fired in sets of three. Probably in about 15 seconds. 14, 13. There's another one. There's another one. And the bystanders are just walking around living their lives. It does look an awful lot like a clown LARPing war. Interesting. I don't know the dude. He is uh, the regular comment- commenter on MSNBC, and he announced yesterday, I'm tired of talking about it. I want to go join the fight. And, but so this this person, anyway, says the, the dude is LARPing. Live, live action. action role-playing, exactly. Like yeah, a, he's playing a game. Like it's a Renaissance festival. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, why don't I zap that along to uh, Hanson? We'll post that at armstrongandgetty.com so you can hear what we're talking about, see what we're talking about. Uh, let's see. Jim liked the uh, idea of mine to uh, add to famous sayings and aphorisms and slogans the phrase, unless you're an idiot. And he said, wow, Joe, that really works. Here are a few. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, unless you're an idiot. <laughs> The Statue of Liberty. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, four score and seven years ago, a new nation conceived in liberty dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal, unless you're an idiot. To Shakespeare, to be or not to be, that is the question, unless you're an idiot. Uh, thank you, Jim, for taking the time. That is good. Or is that, or is the reason that isn't included is just an assumption kind of about life in general? Uh, yeah, I don't think there would be any benefit to informing the idiots of mm. of that and so we, there's no point we've learned through studies over many years that idiots don't know they're idiots the incompetent don't know they're incompetent which explains a lot yes it does absolutely uh the invaluable jt had a bunch of thoughts he shared including uh why the mask freak out i know there are people who believe in wearing masks in ad infinitum but aren't they the same people who believe unfailingly in the power of a mask if you believe in max mask then what do you care if other people aren't wearing them in your anti-science universe wearing a mask protects you from catching covid so uh, covid so why the freak out i was fascinated by the the trend among the uh the the mask obsessed uh, who want to wear them, uh, uh, posting pictures on uh, social media. Here I'm on a plane in a mask. You can't stop me from wearing a mask. And, uh, nobody was trying to stop you. But just, you know, the gesture of I'm still wearing a mask. Uh, 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 Morning Joe on MSNBC, the the all-influence, the influential show of the left, picture of Joe and Mika in the on the plane in our masks that they had they put out and used to go into breaks on the show today. Wow. What is that? Just showing their tribal loyalty. Oh, they're wearing purple. That's our tribe. I mean, it's exactly that sort of thing. Interesting. And it's just so dopey. It really is. Uh, Let's see. Do we have time for this? Yeah. Has the Democratic Party jumped the shark, Ted writes? Uh, Through their decades-long winning streak, guys, they've run out of good ideas to champion, so they're championing garbage ideas. Think the whole discussion about the internal war in the Dem Party, the woke versus classic liberals, is completely missing that point. What we're seeing now is a party desperate to remain relevant after winning almost every cultural issue over the past hundred years. Uh, after successfully insinuating themselves into controlling almost every influential sector of our civilization, but it's kind of long. It may sound crazy, but it's true. Ignoring the Democratic Party's resistance to black rights prior to 1964, they've successfully won every cultural issue. Uh, pro-workers' rights, uh, da-da-da, Sinclair Lewis's The Jungle, etc., 
Uh, they've six, been so successfully outsized the GOP, taking over education, news, Hollywood, music, TV, movies, most importantly, big tech, uh, one gay rights, blah, blah, blah. But they've run out of legitimate causes. And so now, because they're the party of changing things, we got to change it. we got to overthrow it. All that's left is garbage. Yeah, there may be some truth to that. Interesting. It would seem that the Democratic Party is really worried about the border as a political issue, and some of uh, the president's allies are saying, hey, we're going to get a control of this. And the latest on Ukraine, among other things, on the way. Grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. Today, the fate of the town of Mariupol rests on an unknown number of Ukrainian fighters trying to defend the city's iron and steel factory, a four-square-mile complex. They have rejected multiple calls from the Russians to surrender, in part because of the estimated 1,000 civilians sheltering in the factory's basement. The Azov Battalion of Ukraine sharing this video, saying that these are the innocent men, women, children, babies who did nothing to deserve this bombardment and are now at the mercy of Putin's military. Yeah, and the latest deadline by the Russian military passed a couple hours ago of surrender or we're going to kill you all. Uh, A couple of quick things before I get into this interview. The breaking news yesterday, the Pentagon said that Ukraine has received additional fighter aircraft from countries other than the United States and additional aircraft parts that will allow Ukraine to get more planes in the air. Okay, that's good news. Yeah, I have a pretty good report on the heavy weaponry they're getting now, how that's all worked, and a couple of comments a little bit. Uh, The same commander you're about to hear from in the Washington Post interview in a second, uh, a little bit ago, said he believes they only have a few hours left in that steel plant right now. Anyway, yesterday this got a lot of attention. Surrounded by Russians, commander describes life inside Mariupol plant. In his most extensive comments to Western media, Major Volnya of the 36th Separate Marine Brigade, whose forces have been holding out in that iron and steel works against a Russian force that vastly outnumbers them, told the Washington Post that his soldiers would continue to conduct combat operations and to complete our military tasks as long as we receive them. We will, lay, we will not lay down our weapons. Speaking over a crackling connection made possible by satellite, he said his forces would not repeat the mistake made by others of trusting Russian guarantees of safe passage, only to see the Russians break their word and open fire. No one believes the Russians, he said. Volnia made an impassioned plea to world leaders, especially President Biden, to conduct an extraction in which a third country would assure security of troops and civilians leaving Mariupol. Uh, As I mentioned, Russia put a deadline on it, then extended the deadline until a couple of hours ago, and uh, Russia said that's their final deadline, so we'll see. Wow, that's an interesting idea. Uh, I'm imagining not a, a single third country, but maybe NATO forces donning the uh, you know the colored helmets of the peacekeeper and saying, look, only thing we're doing, we're building a cordon, and the civilians are going to walk out of it. Anybody shoots at us, we shoot back at them. Do you hear me, uh, Russia? Of course, that's, uh, that is absolutely stepping uh, toward the landmine of a greater war. Certainly, I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm just saying, uh, be cer- gamble. certainly seems justifiable in terms oh, yeah. of world opinion. 
or every single uh, strongly worded speech about human rights and protecting the innocent. Never again. For the rest of our lives, I'll roll my eyes at. I still, I already do more or less, but. This is back to the interview. This commander said the plant held at least 500 people who are wounded, including civilians. It's in the basement where people just rot. There is no medication, he said. The fighters and civilians inhabit an underground system of tunnels that allow them to protect injured civilians and provide minimal medical care. He declined to disclose the number of fighters in the plant, which also includes members of the Azov Battalion, as you just heard Jake Tapper of CNN say, a part of Ukraine's National Guard and policemen and border guards. He called the situation tragic and critical, and he appealed very strongly to President Biden to help save the soldiers and civilians who had fallen into this trap. He said this could be through a military operation with all necessary military means or political agreement with another country or non-military organization guaranteeing the Ukrainian safe passage. Yeah, send send the Red Cross with the message you just said. You shoot at the Red Cross, we're going to obliterate you. We yeah. very mu- he, he said, we very much hope that President Biden will hear us and help resolve our situation. We believe that this is one of the few people who can really influence and solve this situation in a short time. The uh, by the way, if you don't aren't fully up to speed on this iron and steel plant, the Soviet era iron and steel plant, one of the largest factories in Europe, stretches over four square miles along the city's waterfront. That is a giant complex with deep tunnels designed to sustain bombing. So they the Russians are going to have to go in there mm-hmm. if they want to kill everybody. Or I suppose you could just wait until they all die of starvation and dehydration. And now serves as a fortress-like, fortress-like shelter. It played a dominant role in the city's economy. Tens of thousands of people in the town worked there before it became their Alamo. With no assistance and cut off from the outside world, the soldiers and civilians are relying on each other to survive. Volnia is sleeping two to three hours a night in a wet basement alongside his comrades. We save water together, we support each other, we try to help each other as much as possible. Everyone is ready to continue as one. He said, morale among the soldiers remains high. We are aware of everything, we understand everything calmly, we continue to carry out combat missions. The shelling is around the clock. Yesterday, Volney described the city as demolished from the face of the earth. Scores of people lay under the rubble of burned houses and bombed out buildings. Crosses have sprouted in courtyards and on walls and makeshift graves have pocked the city. Harrowing reminders of the loss of human life. What is happening here is beyond basic human comprehension, he said. And he said he believes he and his friends will die there. And he just said a little bit ago he thinks they only have hours left. So that's that. I, I know we're both willing to concede that all of these questions are incredibly difficult. Um, and, and someday, with the benefit of hindsight, our uh, vision will be 2020 on what could have been done or should have been done or, you know, et cetera. Um, on the other hand, if something could be done to at least save all those civilians, I mean, at the very least, and, you know, perhaps even uh, rearm the, the fighters and, and resupply them with food and medicine, that sort of thing, it would require bold, courageous, decisive leadership. And and not to make this about uh, American partisan politics or anything like that, but name for me, please, any time, any time whatsoever, outside of the incident with Corn Pop, when uh, Joe Biden was bold, courageous, and decisive. It's just not his thing. It is not his thing. It is definitely not his thing. How would a different president handle it any differently? I don't know. But, yeah, a, you know, 
he was the no vote on the bin Laden raid. Nah, we better not. We know it might make Pakistan angry and just, I don't know. We better not. Am I correct that he was the only no vote? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. During the period of the brave, bold, and courageous, decisive Barack Obama who wanted to lead from behind. So, Captain Lead from Behind's team all said yes. Joe Biden thought, oh no, we got to lead from further behind, or maybe not lead at all. Oh, what a terrible accident of history that, you know, so many people wanted, wanted Trump out. And the Republic, I'm sorry, the Democratic Party was so unable to vomit up a candidate worth a damn that America le- elected Joe Biden. Now the poor Ukrainian people, to a large extent, are depending on uh, Biden. I will tell, I'll, I'll give him this. We are shipping increasingly heavy weapons to them. Uh, it, it may well be too little. It's uh, certainly too late. But in contrast to the early days of what everybody thought would be a short war where the Ukrainians have put up some cute resistance, but really they don't have a chance. It'll all be in Kiev in four hours. I remember that crap. So we were giving well, us, the, you know, bullets and helmets and medical And, and we were helping it that direction as Joe Biden told Zelensky to leave town. Right, right. Horrible. Isn't that unbelievable? Horrible. How different would this story be if the president of that country had followed our president's advice? It would have fallen in ours. Boy, you're right. That's exactly from the same file folder as it better not take out bin Laden. I, I don't know. It might not be a good idea. Rather anyway. than becoming one of the most inspiring figures of world history... You should probably leave. That's my best advice. Just leave. I'd run go, for my life if I were you. Go stay in a hotel in uh, some western city, and uh, you'll have a uh, what do they call it? A uh, government uh, in in exile. Yeah, that'd be good. We'll recognize your title anyway. Uh, getting back to uh, the weaponry specifically, the West is now focused on sending longer range weapons like howitzers, anti aircraft systems, anti ship missiles. Armed drones, armored trucks, personnel carriers, and even tanks. Uh, evidently, we are now, better late than never, beseeching anybody who has Soviet-era weaponry, including airplanes and tanks, give them to Ukraine. Give them to Ukraine. We'll sell you super cheap, super advanced American stuff, all right, to replace yours so you're not caught, uh, you know, without any gear. Uh, so that sort of thing, allegedly, to whatever extent is possible, is flowing into Ukraine as we speak, and certainly in the next 24 hours or so. Yeah, and uh, how much is the right amount, I don't know, but it's something like $4 billion worth since the war began a month and a half ago. Uh, and I always have to point out that we were pumping in $9 billion a month into Iraq when we thought that was an important war. Yeah, yeah, true that. And and Germany, which seems to have two speeds, megalomaniacal genocide, 1930s, or cringing pussycat, announced that, well, we really can't send Ukraine much gear because we really don't have any. I mean, we barely got any for our armed forces so because we don't really have armed forces because, you know, we're afraid that we'll, I don't know, go Hitler again. And, and just uh, once again, as I was going through cable news earlier before I went to work, the most of the voice, well, not most, all of the voices that I see on your lefty cable news channels are, why aren't we doing more? When are we going to do more? What, what can we do to get those people out of there? So the the breaks on this are coming out of the White House, I guess. I guess. 
Oh, oh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, because that was one of the aspects of this that I wanted to talk about. So uh, uh, American officials say, um, oh, I'm sorry. So Russia sent a formal warning saying that uh, sending the, the most sensitive weapon systems could bring unpredictable consequences. Oh, no. Um, and American officials say the uh, the warning shows weapons are making a big difference on the battlefield. But this is a quote from the New York Times. So for Washington, at least, concerns about supplying arms that Russia might consider escalatory have ebbed, as the as has the initial worry that Ukraine will use longer range weapons to attack Moscow itself and set off a bigger war. Uh, they're talking about how much intelligence to give. Um, uh, Lieutenant General Frederick B. Hodges, former top U.S. commander in Europe, who we've quoted several times, said, quote, seven weeks ago, they were arguing about whether to give Stinger missiles. How silly does that seem now? We've been deterred out of an exaggerated fear of what could possibly happen. He's not necessarily right, but I think he probably is. I think he probably is, too. An exaggerated fear of what will happen. By an administration headed by the cringing better not guy. Well, I bad at care. That's a good counterpoint, sir. Failed to consider that. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll have more on this later, certainly. And uh, if that commander's right and they only have hours to go, that will happen while we're on the air. We need to talk about Netflix and what the heck happened with their stock. Why Elon Musk has a theory? Did you see how thirty percent drop yesterday? Netflix stock crashing at the open? Uh, I did Moving see that. Yeah, yeah it, it rebounded a little, but yeah, they have some pretty serious problems. And psst, if you've been sharing a password, uh, get ready to change that. The Netflix police are coming. Oh, home. really? I need to hear that. You have you have info on that? I need to hear oh, the Oh, they've tea. hired an army, 50,000 goons that are going to start breaking arms. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, well, they'll hit you. Tr- they'll actually strike you with a bat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they'll go mob on you. No, no, they won't. Uh, oh, plus, we need to, speaking of Elon Musk, we need to talk about what's going on with Twitter and the reaction among the Twitter elite to the idea of Elon Musk buying the place. Matt Taibbi, who's brilliant, I often disagree with him, but he is brilliant, has written my favorite viciously snarky takedown of the, pl- the oh. Twitter blue checks that has ever been written or perhaps ever will be written. Wow, I want to hear that. That oh, sounds fantastic. So good. Among other things on the way, stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. That's right, Elon Musk says that he does not own a home and has just been staying with friends. Man, it's got to be pretty galling to come home from work and the world's richest man is watching Jeopardy and eating your Cheerios. It's like Snoop coming over to bum some weed. I've heard he actually he spends most of his time in a friend's mansion that the friend doesn't use. So he's like couch surfing in a 5,500 square foot mansion in, in Texas somewhere by agreement with his rich buddy, which is fine. It's none of my business. I don't care. No, but it's still an interesting lifestyle for the world's richest man. As he said yesterday, he doesn't have a yacht. He works all the time. The only reason he has a plane is so that he doesn't waste more time in airports so he can work more. So Anyway... 
Um, speaking of Elon Musk, so Netflix stock crashed yesterday over announcements that they're going to lose subscribers for the first time, and they're going to drop like two million subscribers. Elon Musk, oh, hang, hang, oh, oh, oh hang on, uh, they lost two hundred thousand subscribers. Are expecting to? Is that the way the, the way it was worded? I couldn't tell exactly what was going on. Or well, it they, is expected that they'll lose. Two million over time? Is that what they're... That's an interesting prediction. Uh, I don't know that. Uh, Economists, they they say all kinds of things. Yeah, they do. Stupid economists. But anyway, Netflix crashed, and uh, so why? And uh, they've lost subscribers, and are they going to lose many more in the future? Some economists say yes. But Elon (laughs) Musk tweeted, woke mind virus is making Netflix unwatchable. So is there a belief among... I watch some Netflix, but I like I'm I, not as much as apparently other people do. Um, I I don't wait for the new shows every weekend, or I'm not cruising it every night looking for the latest. Is there some belief that Netflix has gone woke? Is that a, a theme out there? I, I hadn't heard that. There's certainly some woke crap on there as of I scroll there through there, their off- offerings. There, there is everywhere. Well, yeah, I, uh, that's funny. I, I'm perplexed by that. I don't know. The I, shows I watch aren't. And, yeah, as a casual yeah. Netflix user, I haven't gotten any political vibe from them really at all. Right. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. Okay. Just wondered about that. And well, so yeah. what's the deal with the they're cracking down on passwords for real? Uh, yeah, they uh, among the things they're they're considering doing, and they didn't announce it officially, but they said they're going to crack down on uh, password sharing. They're going to get better at that. And I'm kind of surprised how slow they are because the cable companies have gotten pretty good at you got to have a little box and it's addressable and the rest of it. Uh, They've begun to crack down on that. Uh, In a letter to investors, Netflix said that in addition to its 222 million paying households, it estimates that its service is being shared with over 100 million additional households that don't pay, including over 30 million in the U.S. and Canada, which is the most lucrative market. Yeah, that's an interesting situation, though. So you got 30 million people in, uh, you know, North America that aren't paying, but how many of them are? How many of them are you exposing your product to that might become customers someday versus they're going to say, well, if I have to pay for it, I'm not going to use it? Well, I think Netflix would answer, yeah, we've put up with that for that reason for a long time. Now, the uh, the you might become a customer. That's got to be now. Well, I understand why you would want people to pay for your product. I just I'm <laughs> not sure it's as indispensable as they're hoping it is for a lot of people. Right. And the other thing they said they might trot out, they're considering it in the next year or two, is a cheaper ad-supported subscription. So you would have to put up with ads, uh, you know, during your favorite Netflix shows, but it would only cost a few bucks a month instead of, what is it now, nine ninety nine a month? Or Yeah, and well, that's that's one of the ways these subscriptions work, is that you don't even remember what you are paying a month. You just set it up on an automatic, and you don't even remember. Um, I need to ask my kids, how often do you watch Netflix? I know they watch Disney enough. There's no way I'm getting rid of that, but I don't know how often they spend on Netflix. Maybe I don't mm-hmm. need it. You know, it's interesting that big tech agrees with something you said the other day. We have, as a people, kind of all at the same time said, all right, wait a minute. I got too many subscriptions. <laughs> and so big tech is, is uh, doubling down on the idea of free ad-supported services uh, to lure folks who are overwhelmed by their subscription bills. Like Amazon relaunched its free streaming service, IMDb TV, as FreeV, uh, with uh, ad supported. YouTube last month said it would stream free ad supported TV shows for the first time. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, as the inflation gets worse and people get more scared, the idea of having 
six to 12 different subscriptions might uh, that, that attitudes might change. And again, a lot of these things aren't that indispensable. I mean, you'd get oh, rid no. of them and pretty quickly you'd forget. Well, and if the Lord gifts us with another 10 years of life, Jack, in, in spite of all the evil we've done, uh, I'm sure the, the landscape will have changed completely by then anyway. So, you True. know, let me know where to send my check, as if I send a check anywhere. <laughs> That's let what me I know do. who's charging my credit card. Second of every month, I write out my checks to Hulu and Netflix and Amazon and lick the stamp. <laughs> Put it in the mail. That's funny. Armstrong and Getty. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.